Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey guys, welcome back to Chief Concerns, the 2021 Divisional Round episode. Uh, today we're here with our host, former tight end Jason Dunn and former cornerback Eric Warfield. Today we're breaking down the playoffs and the, the Chiefs Divisional matchup against the Cleveland Browns. Fellas, how are you guys doing? So far, so good. Good, 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 good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this week. Looking forward to it. Woo! Looking forward. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, a little Big 12 matchup between Baker and uh, Mahomes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Interesting yeah. matchup. You know, two athletic quarterbacks. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Before we get into the kind of the, this past weekend, um, what did you guys think of the Nickelodeon telecast? Did you guys watch the Nickelodeon uh I didn't watch it. I tuned into it, and I saw all the like the graphics that they were throwing in with end zones and, and, and certain plays. So it's a little too much for me to to you know as a avid sports person and then a, a, a former player to enjoy something like that. I mean, I can see how kids would get into it, but yeah, as far as me myself, no. You got to explain that to me. I have no idea what you're talking about. The, the Nickelodeon- so Nickelodeon was hosting the game, also they were showing it, as well as I don't know CBS or ABC was. Yes. So one of those channels, okay. but they were throwing in like little um, animated stuff with it. Um, I mean, Marcus might be able to describe it better, but yeah, I, I and I, I personally like you know listening to, to Tony Romo. So yeah, um, he, he gives a, a great uh, overall view of the game and, and, and the concepts to it. So uh, and when I turned it over to the Nickelodeon channel, I heard it was some another crew calling the game, and then they had they threw some. Some little gimmicks, and I was like, "No, no, 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 no! This, this, I'm not gonna sit here and ruin this game to to to, to entertain these little kids back here." So, right, right, okay, okay. I think, like, as far as just like that aspect of it, I know, like, the NFL's got, you know, I know they're trying to get the younger demographic in, it, but I think the NFL is one of the sports that has the young demographic and the older demographic. The NBA has got the the younger demographic locked down, and they need to help yeah. with the older crowd. So, um, and then I think MLB is one that could kind of implement that when we saw the Nickelodeon, because that's the one that needs, that's the sport that needs the help the most. I think I, I mean, I, it's cool that NFL is testing that, but you know, I think NFL is pretty good with their fan base. True. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I just thought, cause a lot of people were, were, were going nuts about it all, online and stuff, but you know, uh, I, I was watching, I was watching the Roma one more than I was the Nickelodeon one. I just wanted to see, get a little taste of it. Uh, yeah, I, I, think the, I took. I, I probably watched thirty seconds of it, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm not. I'm not into this. I'm gonna head on back to Romo and the crew." Well, the 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 thing was that a lot of people were loving on Twitter was the um, I guess the the penalty explanations. So like a there was a holding call. They had like the character from um like the young Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory that 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 TV show on on CBS. They had him mm-hmm. explain the, the the penalty. So for kids, people who don't know much about sport, it's cool for that aspect. But for oh, see, I didn't know they 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 put all that in there. Yeah, so like the like where the penalty marker was, they would have they would show like that that little kid would come up and explain the um the penalty. So little things like that that help, I guess, the younger younger kids if they don't know the sport well to you know to get involved and kind of know what's going on. Okay. Okay. But I I think I think Major League Baseball needs to needs to invest in that just to kind of bring kind of like some spark and get the uh, get everybody back into watching baseball again. True. That that that'd be good. That'd be good. But it's it's a whole different demographic, man. That you're you know. The capture. It's good though. It's good. Yeah, and I think the NBA needs to bring back some of the old school stuff, like bring back a mob Rashad and get all access. Get, get get that going again. To, to get to get some of the yeah, old. I used to like that, man. But it's just it's the the NBA. You know, you have a a more uh, 
attractiveness to it because you actually get to see the players. Yep. And, you know, like with, with football, you only see the major players because they have more commercials and they get more uh, coverage on the sidelines and uh, more talk time about them. So uh, in that aspect, uh, you know, I, I like what Amad Shah brought to the game and, and, yep. and a lot of what uh, Chris Berman and those guys were doing uh, with those extra shows. So that was all fun and, and entertaining to watch. Uh, but basketball itself, it, it's just on a whole dynamic because of, you know, you got a, a professional sports, big name guys, uh, crazy amount of money thrown at them. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, you actually get to see them. You know, you, you see them visually during the play, you see their facial reaction during the game, uh, whether they're in the game or on the sideline. So, which is very much so different in, in, in football because we wear a helmet the entire time. Right. Yeah, I, I saw someone online was saying that if the NBA wants to get the older crowd back, they need to bring back the NBC on NBA, um, NBA on NBC a theme song, which is now um, Fox Sports College Basketball uses that song now. Yeah, I wish I, I wish I wish they would get rid of the uh, Emmett Smith rule because, like, what's the penalty? I don't see any unsportsman like in that with, by taking your helmet off, removing your helmet. Now, if you want to sit there and and, and cuss at somebody, or if it's in the in the, in, the, in the scheme of you trying to fight someone, maybe, but just taking your helmet off to celebrate, there's, I, I see no penalty, no, no unsportsmanlike in that. Yeah. Well, and I think now they're more lenient with, with the uh, taking the penalty, uh, taking the helmet off. Uh, like I know, um, like Tyree kills, like I think one of the games, his helmet came off, like it was like loose. And so he was readjusting it. They didn't call a penalty on that, but I think they still call it. If you take it off different because i saw one guy that actually took his off on, on as a touchdown and got the penalty hmm. and so uh it, it, it's in that way of the way tariq tariq did it very understandable and i'm pretty sure the ref was looking at him like oh he's just trying to adjust his helmet right but uh take it off and like hey you know i'm in the camera what does that hurt yeah like, who does that offend doing, yeah blatantly doing it like hey look at me you know i'm taking i'm like i'm being defined pretty much Exactly. And we're, we're literally the only sport. Baseball doesn't wear anything that covers your face. Boxing doesn't wear anything that covers your face. Tennis doesn't, you know, all these other sports. And like, we're the only sport that has to wear something that covers our face the majority of the time that we're on the field. So what's wrong with us taking the helmet off? You know, I want my family to see me on TV. Yeah. I want my kids to see me on TV. So why can't I take my helmet off? Well, I'll, I'll even say one better. So it's almost like, you know, having the same last names like we was going, uh, I guess, a couple of weeks ago, talking about the running backs. <laughs> you know, and, and it's like, man, who was this to score, right? They might say the name, right? But w- which one is it? You know, right. yeah, Johnson is exactly. Right? Yeah, so yeah, it's true. Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, see a guy's face, absolutely, shoot, why not? Yeah, <laughs> and I guess like some people would say, oh, it's the ruining the integrity of the game by taking off the helmet. Now get out of here. <laughs> I don't get it. Like how? You know, even even when Emmitt Smith did it, like it did, it wasn't ruining anything. It wasn't. I didn't see it trying to up, you know, trying to upend somebody else. Like, I, like, what's the unsportsmanlike like conduct in this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's not really like taunting. You know, you what you're doing is just you just showing somebody like, man, I did something well. Should mm-hmm. like you said, everybody else has done something well in in in, in the world. Everybody gets to say, show their face, right? Hey, exactly. Yeah, shoot, yeah. So. Yeah, just just another way of rest could control some kind of outcome in the game. That's true. That's, I mean, that, what, what else can it be? <laughs> um, all right, so we're going to get into – before we get into the Chiefs and Browns matchup, we're going to kind of talk about this past weekend. Um, 
of the, of the, of the six games we saw, three on Saturday, three on Sunday, uh, we saw the Ravens, Browns, and Buccaneers, and Rams go on the road. So four of the six games we had uh, the, the road teams win. Uh, what was what kind of stood out to you guys uh, this weekend? Pretty much the the Pittsburgh and Cleveland game. I mean, just the, from from the start to how that game started and to how it actually ended and how well they actually played and coming back. Pittsburgh did. You know, you you got to. It was almost like the the Broncos in their Super Bowl game when they were favored to win. And first snap of that Broncos game, the ball goes over Peyton's head into the end zone. And it was basically over from there. Like, they just couldn't get back on track. And it's kind of the same thing with, with Pittsburgh. <clears throat> being at home and being favored, just they were never in it from the start. And just see how – heck, I think he threw for 500 yards. Um, you know, and that's from a guy that's been injured and, and throughout the season, didn't play last season. Uh, you know, from a rec his receiver taking flack because of his dance moves, being on, on doing this TikTok stuff, um, to having so many injuries, key injuries for, for, for Pittsburgh. Um, and yet on the other side, just to see how um, Cleveland took full advantage of what was given. So, man, I tell you what, what, what it kind of showed me really was just uh, the better teams won. You know, I mean, in, in my opinion, you know, even as you're seated, uh, it's all based off of like, look, you're looking at this, how teams are playing the schedule of the people they're playing is, is should be a determining factor, but we're going off, you know, wins and losses, of course, but every game to me played out the way it should have, except the, the one it was Cleveland and Pittsburgh. And of course we know just kind of talking about it, you know, cause you know, stats guy, you was talking to, you know, coach Ramil a couple of weeks ago, look, if you have a certain amount of turnovers, the chances of you winning the game are yeah. slim to none. I mean, I, I don't care who you are. I mean, trying to make up that type of, uh, 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 you know, th those errors is, is almost ridiculous to try to do. Seriously, it's, it's insurmountable. So that was the reason I think Pittsburgh, they just got in the hole so quick and, you know, put them in, the, in a great position uh, for them to win. But like I said, just going back to it, I think really it's just showed me that the better teams really won. Yeah, we, we, we kind of saw that, I mean, going towards the end of the season. Pittsburgh, I mean, we were talking on the show where they're, they're, they could possibly go 16-0. I remember that was one of the questions. What was more possible by the Jets to go 0-16 or, or the Pittsburgh to go 16-0? And, I mean, yeah, you guys said it's really hard to go 16-0, as I mean, as as you all know. Um, but, I mean, they just kind of, like, went like this. I mean, they, they crashed towards the end of the season. Um, so, I mean, yeah. were, were you were you that surprised? Were you surprised about <laughs> the outcome, but how it happened more so? With the end of the season or the game? Uh, uh, the, the Steelers. That Were you more surprised about the outcome of that game or just how it happened overall? Just kind of the Basically just how it happened for me. Like, I figured, like, with Tomlin leading that team, it, it would be way closer than what it was or even a, a, a victory for Pittsburgh. Uh, but like I said, when you got that kind of a play to start the game out with, you're just doomed from the start. You know, they always say, you know, they, certain plays set the, you know, set the tone of the game. And when you, you come out like that, man, that, that sets the tone immediately. Already in your head, like, dang, gone. Like, we, like, what are we doing? Now you already yeah. think, you know, we're not even ready to play. You know, it's just playoffs right now. So now all of a sudden, everything just becomes, in, in the playoffs, man, it's, it's, you know, that's it. This game is we're done. Going, we're done. We're going home. So it's the same thing, man. The team smells blood, put them in a position. So especially, you know, and, and I'll say this too. Pittsburgh is one of the teams that 
I think does a better job with the fans in the stand, right? I mean, it's that terrible towel that's waving. You know what I mean? It's this, that's, that, that you had to see is just that air and that environment that is really huge for them as an advantage. And they didn't have that. I mean, I just remember just, you know, sitting up there just watching the motel towel just going and rolling and stuff like, man, that's hard. You know, and this always reminds you of the history of that, you know, that, that, that black and gold, right, of the defenses and the, the teams that they had. And so not having that, that element, the 12th man is really tough, especially you start messing up, right? Because you start looking around at the stands, all I got is guys on the sideline. That's it. Leaving it, they ain't going to cheer for me. <laughs> they cheer for me. So that, that, was, uh, that was really it. So the way that it happened, man, it, it, that's just tough. It was tough for them. So, but they, they, you see how they was coming back. I'll say that. So Cleveland, I started thinking like, uh-oh, Pittsburgh started to make a little, you know, little trail at the end, try to see, you know, try to make it a, make it a game and, you know, fell short. Yeah, as far from, from a uh, fan point of view, um, like just seeing, you know, Pittsburgh, you're talking about the, uh, the, the kind of the fan base there and Seattle too. That was another team that faltered. They didn't have that, um, th- their fan base around them, you know, the 12th man there. Mm-hmm. I think Aaron Donald is in uh, Russell Wilson's head. Like that's the one man that scares him the most whenever he plays against him. So, and every time they play, Aaron Aaron Donald is always going to – he sacked him every game, I think, that they played. So uh, that's one of those um, – I hate to kind of say it, but it's almost like us against Indy, you know, when, during our days. Like, we just couldn't get over that hump. And that seems to be the same the same way with them. And you, you, you starting out with a quarterback who nobody had ever heard of is what uh, the Rams did and ended up playing really, really good ball with him. And all of a sudden, you knock him out. I thought that was it. I thought Seattle's going to take off. But yet, you got a uh, an injured um, – what's his name? God, I can't think of his freaking name. The quarterback. Golf. Golf comes in and makes just enough effort and plays to, to keep them in the lead and to keep, keep that victory. Uh, but the defense played well. You know, at, at times they faltered. Um, but like 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 Jason said, better teams won. And I, I, nec- I honestly don't know if the better team was within the Rams that game. I just know that they ended up playing better that day. Yeah, that's true. But, uh, you know, you were talking about Aaron Donald. It's true. That joker gives everybody's nightmares. I guarantee you. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> Shivering. They wake up like, oh, <laughs> 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 He's like, yeah. That Joker's coming to town. He's going to be here. You know, man, as a Chiefs fan, I enjoy watching him and uh, Khalil Mack play. I, I I I take joy in watching those two dudes play. Oh, yeah. And thankfully, they're in a different conference. <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, the, the last thing um, on, on the, this past weekend, do you guys think it's uh, kind of the swan song for Philip Rivers and Big Ben? Do you think it was the last we'll, we'll receive from them? I don't know. I think I think Roethlisberger will come back just because of the way they started their season. I think he feels like, you know, to be honest, I think that what um, Drew Brees is doing at his age and what Tom Brady is doing is going to give a lot of these guys that have kind of solidified their place in the Hall of Fame that extra push to say, okay, I can continue doing this. You know, I can go out, out there and, and, and still give you 4,000 yards in a season, you know, uh, and I'll give you a chance at making the playoffs and to get to the Super Bowl. And that's what I think 
when you got a Phillip Rivers, he's going to always give you a chance to get into the playoffs. The same thing with Ben Roethlisberger. And if you have a chance to get in the playoffs, you always have a chance to get to the Super Bowl. So with those type of players, why would you hang it up at, at, at you know, at 38? And, and I would say such a young age, but because it's younger than what I am right now. But in football terms, it's old. Like, and you hear other people complain like, oh, he's so old, he shouldn't be out there. Well, I mean, he's putting up almost uh, four or 500 yards on these these other players out here. So I, I, he must not be that old or too bad. So I don't see him hanging it up. Uh, uh, Philip Rivers, I, I think they, uh, I think they did just enough. And you know, the thing is, they're such a, an integral part of the team that they'll be asked as far as like, what do you need? What what what, what do we what do we miss? What do we need? To get this thing going to win a championship. And I think with those guys inputting what they need will help out a lot. So I think more Philip Rivers here than Ben. Now, when I seen Ben on that on that bench crying. I think he, he kind of knew. And I, I'm going to say this, unless he's getting on Drew Brees or. Uh, but it wasn't him, though, J.D. He didn't, you know, you got an all-pro center that threw that ball over his head. And that, that's how that game started. Again, and all of a sudden, it just, it, it, they couldn't put things together. Defensively, they couldn't stop in it. They couldn't stop Cleveland. Right, right. But so so the question to me is, like, when, when I said him sitting there, and I was going to, so finishing my point was, Either he gets on the program like Tom Brady about his body because he just looks he just looks wrecked physically he just looks wrecked you know yeah. what I mean I mean <laughs> man Ben always looked like that I <laughs> never I got a muscle in his body right <laughs> <laughs> he was sitting on that bench like man, I don't know if I'm going through another year of this you know <laughs> and so when I, when I just seen him there kind of with the, the somber you know, feeling and, and the look on his face and, and the tears and the guy sitting right next to him. I think he kind of told his offensive line a little bit like, you know, this may be my last game. I'm sure he, he's probably expressed that. Uh, and I, I, it just seemed like that to me, kind of like the old cowboy, right? Just sitting out there, just looking at the sunset and you just know it's, it's, it's his time. He's ready to hang up his spurs. It's, that's, that's it. Take your boots off and Go sit off somewhere in the in, in, in the in, in the plane. So I don't I don't know, but I, I don't think I don't think Philip Rivers will leave. You know he's got a lot of fire still left in him. But being yeah, possibly yeah, maybe. I mean, so so technically, you're saying that uh, Ben is going out like like Kobe. You know, Kobe's last game, Kobe put up 60. So Ben goes out his last game, he puts up 500 yards. Hey man, hey, hey, and then it's not on him. Man, look, man, hey man, he put up 500 yards. <laughs> Can't do no more than that, right? <laughs> Can't do no more than that. You just went out on, on, on you know, the way that you want to do, on your shield. You threw for 500 yards, being ain't your fault. Yeah. He's like, yeah. But that's yeah. also incentive to say, I still got it. I can still go out and do it. I, I hear you. I, I hear you. So it's, 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 I don't know. But you might be right. Yeah. And Joker couldn't move around. I, Joker could not move. And I, would, I felt sorry for him sometimes because he was back in just with that arm, like trying to just. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he said his elbow was never really that it never healed like 100 they said he he's he still feels pain in that elbow area or whatever whatever the injury he had last year so that's i mean as a quarterback that's that that's definitely a hindrance especially as you get to the cold weather games in this time of the year oh yeah huge man being through for 500 yards i'm gonna keep saying he threw for 500 yards it ain't got nothing to do with that i think if he was to retire it would be based upon 
what they do this offseason. If they don't give him enough weapons, as we talked about earlier early in one of the shows, Juju hadn't had 100 yards since A.B. left. So obviously Juju wasn't the receiver that they thought he was going to be. The little young guy, Clayton, has stepped in and played well, but he's not one of those that I can always count on. You know, like, you know, Aaron Rodgers has Adams. You know, we got Kelsey and Tariq Hill. Uh, you know, Russell Wilson has DK Metcalf and, and, and Lil Lockett. So I just don't see that go-to receiver that Ben has that, that, that he can count on when he needs those that first down of those extra yards. Uh, so that might be the one thing that keeps him from not wanting to come back. If they don't do anything drastically in this offseason, I mean, yeah, I can see him hanging it up. I was gonna say, man, he got he's got weapons around him. He, he does. Who? And Juju had what Juju had what 147? 160? This this game? And maybe it might be like, look, that's that's what we needed that coming out. And maybe his uh, you know, his his feelings was being hurt with A B and you know, talking about him. And I don't want to hang on this for too long, but it's I feel like for Juju to go out and put up them kind of numbers, to me, it yeah. seemed like it was at the point to where because I think. Cleveland was already up 28 or 20 something to nothing. Yeah. So why would I go to a man defense? I'm just the go zone. If they catch something, we make the tackle. And that's kind of what it came out. And that's where Juju got a lot of his, his chunks at. Right, right. Well, I, I, did, I, I feel like they didn't use the tight end either. You know, I'm a tight end guy, man. Ebron, I mean, shoot, you got to utilize him. He, he's that big. Yeah. You got to use him too. So now I think Ben hadn't really, he hadn't really had that since uh, what, Miller was there, Heath Miller. Mm-hmm. Other than that, man, he, he ain't really had like a, a huge tight end. So yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what what they do because uh, they they have Juju's a free agent and so is uh, James Conner. So it's gonna be interesting to see what they do on their skill on the, with their skill players on offense. Um, but yeah. uh, we're gonna kind of st- for the next concern, we're gonna kind of stay with the Chiefs uh, or the, the Browns game. Um, as you guys mentioned, Browns gave the uh, the upset, the beatdown in uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, but what was I guess what's something that you saw from Cleveland on Sunday that could be kind of a cause for concern come this Sunday when we play the, uh, when they play us. Man, Cleveland's good. We've already noticed, you know, from half midway through the season, they got a great two headed monster in the backfield. Uh, And when those two are are playing well, Baker plays well, they have really good receivers Uh, Beckham being out and, you know, they're still making plays with, I, I forget the guy that took Beckham's place. Uh, but he stepped up and he's playing just as just as well. And, and he's got Be- uh, Baker playing better. And their defense is always going to add pressure. So I don't see it being a cakewalk. Um, I mean, I do feel like we'll still win it, but they have a chance. You know, what, what I took away from this game really was how well uh, Cleveland's offensive line protected Baker. And I think that's the, the big difference for the reason they won the game because he had time to throw. And some of those passes, and, and you see somewhere along the line when they knew they wanted to get to him, they started stopping and jumping up, knocking the ball down. Well, Baker's only six foot, you know, to be honest with you. So a lot mm-hmm. of his throws are going to be low, you know, trying to get over the line. And so I, I seen them stopping to get to it. Now, will the Chiefs pass rush be better? Uh, I think so. I, I, th- I think they do a much better job. I think they'll scheme it up a little bit better. And the reason is because I would rather run man on the outside, bring that extra guy down in the box, stop that two-headed monster like you said, E, you know, stop the run game. 
and just hope like Breland and them guys hold up on the outside, right? Yeah. So you, you know, you kind of, you, you know, switch up your defense a little bit. So shoot, run a couple blitzes, you know, bring them up, send them out. But I, I just don't, I don't have any, no, any trust in, 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 in uh, Baker Mayfield, to be honest with you. So I'm not a Baker Mayfield fan at all. And I, I know he'll, he'll, he'll poop the bed. Uh, if you get after him, that's all you have to do. Once you get that joker going and, 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 and really get in his head, it's done. It's over with. So, yeah. 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 And uh, I think uh, PFF or one of the, um, the, the, the next gen stats, um, uh, Twitter accounts was talking about, uh, I guess the, the amount of time Baker was uh, taking with the ball. He was throwing, he was getting rid of that ball within one to two seconds. He was, he's not holding the ball at all. So that, that's something that, that, you know, that they said it was, it was kind of the, the way to kind of play at the uh, Pittsburgh's pass rush and possibly this weekend too, um, as far as trying to get the ball out fast and not have to worry about the pass rush. Um, what, what, I mean, what, I mean, what is kind of like a, something to counter that if a, if a, if a quarterback is want to, wants to get the ball out fast, what, what's kind of the, the best counter for that Eric? If he's wanting to get the ball out fast? If, if they're designing plays to get it out uh, quick, just uh, the quick, quick routes, quick plays. I mean, what, what's kind of the, the best way to kind of counter that, combat that? I mean, if he's going to run those those quick routes and quick uh, quick snaps, you run a, 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 a two-man. And so that's basically a man under. And whatever, whatever routes he wants to run, you got a cornerback that's trailing. Because I, I Baker doesn't throw a lot of deep balls. They don't have any big receivers. Landry is a great possession guy. So he's going to have all those in-between routes, uh, you know, that he can shake and get away from. So you run man under, and, and you take advantage of that. Now, the, the worst part about man under defense is that everybody's back is turned to the quarterback. So he has free range, free room to run, uh, and Baker is a pretty decent scrambler. So that's just a matter of our front four, front seven containing it. Uh, you know, I, th I think what you had to do, and, and, and I've seen this in a couple of games, man, you run some, uh, uh, some, some TEs, you know, you do some blitzes, you, you know, back guys out that they're in those quick routes. Uh, and, 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 and also, too, I think, like, once you bring pressure early, I think you still got to hit it, regardless of it. If you, even if you get back here, man, just, just lean on it, son. Lean on it. And if you get him, dis you know, disrupted, I think it's going to take his timing off. Right, because he was just in a flow. He was in a flow because he had no pressure, so he could just sit back there, ball. He's seeing it, ball. He knows if it's man or zone, so he already know who he's going to, you know, just based off what the defense is giving him. So I think you know you you disguise a little bit, uh, you know what you're going to give him. Uh, and I'll say this, and I'll, I'll tell people off of this. I haven't really talked about it here. Uh, we have a problem with tight ends, like good receiving tight ends. We have a, we have an issue with. Austin Hooper, he's, he's a good tight end. And if he, you know, is able to get out, how we match up against him is going to be key. Because I think if we stop him and match up well with him, then that, that's going to be a lot, too, to deal with, you know, as far as getting the ball out. Because I've seen a lot of just quick out routes by the tight end. I was just watching them. And I could see the combination. And I was sitting there like, oh, man, that's a good route. That was a good combination. And I could just see the combinations how it was working out. But he was just getting open because he was just one on one with the safety or with the linebacker. Yeah. So it's uh, you know, it's just one of those things, man. You just got to disrupt that timing. Uh, yeah, first concern is stopping Chubb and and, and uh, oh, Kareem. Yeah. So if we don't stop them, then their whole playbook is open. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. And they actually have a good uh, two tight end set between uh, Hooper and, and Joku, which I, I think he's a free agent also this year, which 
I found Brett Veach maybe going out and getting a, a nice uh, number two tight end. Um, but uh, so you guys mentioned uh, Kareem Hunt. Uh, that leads us to our next concern. So after the game on Sunday, uh, he had a little uh, video that he put on, I think, was it Instagram? Uh, he put a, a live uh, Instagram live video saying uh, next week's personal for him. Now, a lot of people, a lot of Chiefs fans were kind of saying, I mean, how personal can it be? You know, I mean, you know, yeah, Chiefs. Mistake. Yeah, yeah. That's, kind of, that's kind of what people are saying online. What do, you, what do you guys, I mean, do you guys think it's fair for him to say it's a personal game for him or? He can, he can call it whatever he wants. You know, it, it, to us, uh, fans and players and uh, team-wise, you know, his decision came down to his demise. So um, I guarantee if the team was able to keep him, they would have. Um, you know, he was a great running back for us. He's doing great things for, for, for Cleveland. And, uh, I felt like, you know, we did lose a good running, a piece of our offense, but, you know, we've had other players to step up and, uh, and, and, and maintain for us. Um, uh, but what he's brought on himself is, you know, it's, it's just personal for himself. You know, it, it has nothing to do with the team. Jody. So just, just the aspect of, of playing against your old team. Is, is kind of what he's saying, uh, and, and I've been there before. But I also, too, I think it was more so like, you know what, I made this mistake, and yeah, I kind of lied about it, right? Because I'm, I'm a young guy, I didn't really know how to handle it. Uh, didn't know the take was gonna come out. Well, guess what? You got this joker back here that y'all kept, right? That did what I did in college. Y'all know he, you know, he did it. And y'all didn't leave him alone. And y'all, y'all just kind of threw me out there. And I know it's probably what he's thinking. He's probably thinking that the Chiefs abandoned him in a time of need. Uh, and so as opposed to maybe giving him maybe a, 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 the suspension and having like, look, we're just going to stick with you because of what you've done. And that's probably what he thought too. Like, you know what? I, I, I gave so much. I was the leading rusher, you know, during my year with the Chiefs. Like, why would y'all just abandon me like that? And so... Part of that is just the immaturity part. And I understand like this part of it being a business the responsibility being on him. And I think he knows that now, but to him at the time, he's just like, you know, I was, I was kind of, you know, reaching for straws. What, what could I do? And he was just probably looking for some type of more support than what he thought. And I think at the time they, he felt like them cutting ties with him. Uh, he didn't, he didn't quite agree with. So to him, yes, yeah, a revenge, you know, coming back to the team. Uh, we say it like, you know what? Uh, yeah, that's not really fair the way that you see it. But I know that's probably what he's talking about as, as how he feels. Right. And apparently, uh, I think Travis Kelsey had a press conference today or yesterday when he was talking to the media. He was saying that they're still very close, him and Kareem. They still talk all the time and stuff. So a lot of these guys, I mean, he's friends with a lot of these guys in this team still, even what, even after what happened. So, I mean, I guess, I mean, if you look at it that way, yeah, it is personal. Those are, those are his boys on, on the other side of the field, so. Um, they, kicked you out of, they kicked you out of the family. Yeah. <laughs> kicked you out. Hey, you got to go, man. You did something bad? You know, <laughs> you got to go. Yeah, but my boy's over there. Like, yeah, but you on the other side of the fence. Yeah, <laughs> go, go. You know, so. Hey. All right, so uh, the next uh, concern, uh, you know, we talked about Kareem Hunt, and we're talking about our other running back, um, uh, CEH, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Um, yesterday, he was back at practice. Now, today, he did not practice, and we had three guys in the injury report um, today that did not practice. So it was uh, Sammy Watkins, Willie Gay, and uh, CEH. Now, which one of those – I mean, 
th- those are all kind of impactful guys. Which one of those is kind of more like when you hear that he's not practicing, what, what, what would you say is more impacts the game more not playing? To me, I know uh, Sammy's missed a, a, a chunk of what we've done this year. Uh, but when he's in, he's, 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 he's made the team uh, way better off. You know, they're, they're a, a better oil machine when, when Sammy's in. Um, Clyde has done well, but Clyde's still a first-year guy, still learning the program. Love to have him back. But we still have two good running backs that, that can carry the load if need to be. Um, I think we have enough uh, going with the secondary to cover up for Gay uh, also. But I know that having Sammy in, his awareness, uh, his, his intelligence, IQ um, level, he knows how to get open. And he knows how to uh, keep possession, keep keep yardage mark uh, markets moving, and and keep the offense going. So I, I'd rather you'd like to have all of them back, but if you got to pick one, I'd have to go with Sammy. Yeah, I, I agree with E on this, man. Now, if if you were averaging 150 yards a game on the ground, that's not what that's not what the Chiefs do. So you know who's going to help you up more? So Sammy is that that possession receiver, big guy that you need to move the change. And like I said. So them running the football is throwing a quick pass, a little screen, or just a quick dump to Sammy. Yep. First down. So that's how you move the chains with the Chiefs. So, you know, love to see CEH out there. We'd love to see him. Uh, but, you know, if he had a setback, like you said, you still got two guys out there can still do it. Maybe now, shoot, Le'Veon, maybe it's your time. Come on, baby, it's your time. That is the shoot. That's how, let's go, Le'Veon show. Let's, let's oh, yeah. get this going. Let's get this out here. Let's see what you can do. Playoff time. Time to bring it back, baby. It's time to bring it back. So uh, I know CEH wanted to come back because he probably wanted to show Kareem what he had, and Kareem wanted to show him, like, is this who y'all dropped? Yeah. <laughs> really? Uh, so <laughs> it, it, it kind of reminds me, of, matter of fact, kind of talking about that. Uh, I don't remember the, you know, the, the movie Troy, okay? Yeah. So when he's the the, uh, the brother comes there for, uh, for Helen, and he's whooping the, the prince. Yeah. And he's yelling up there like, is this who you left me for? Like, <laughs> kind of reminds me. I don't know. It just came in. Yeah. Right? Funny, great movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, I guess you kind of alluded to it, uh, Jason. Do, do you think that Le'Veon's got, uh, there's a chance that he's the X Factor for us in the playoffs? Oh, yeah. Come on now. It's time to wiggle. It's time to, it's time to use that little stop and start and you know, getting the ball out on, on the perimeter because that, that's what it's going to be, right? Instead of like little run, little passes, do a great job of just, you know, use emotion. But yeah, him catching the football out the backfield is going to be key for us. And then, of course, just getting up there, just, you know, eating some chunks. Uh, and, and I think against this, this defensive front, he's, he's going to be effective, you know. So I think Le'Veon, man, I've been looking for it for the past two, six weeks. Let's see what he can do now. It's playoffs time. This is it. Ain't no more, you know, sitting back. Let's go. And uh, to your point, Eric, about uh, Sammy Watkins, you know, that, that was that he was our unsung hero last year. We had Damian Williams who tore it up, but Watkins came on strong in the playoffs. He missed a lot of time during the regular season. He came on strong last year in the playoffs. Um, yep. So definitely going to be needed, uh, especially that veteran leadership at, at the receiver in the playoffs. Um, okay. So the next concern, uh, this is something that I, I did kind of want to ask you guys. So 
you have those, we talked about Pro Bowl being not as a big of a deal, um, I guess in recent years. But what about the All Pro lists? Uh, Patrick Mahomes is on the second was second team All Pro uh, this week. He tied with uh, um, Josh Allen. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was number one first team. But do you think there will be kind of some kind of chippiness to uh, Patrick Mahomes to something to prove uh, in the playoffs being named a second team All Pro? Um, what do you got? Is that something that a player will like take to heart or could take to heart? Very possibly. Uh, I know that as much as the guy says that they don't look at that kind of stuff, we really do. Um, cause we always want to be, uh, at the top of our class. Uh, and I had a question with some friends last week and it was based upon this whole 99 rating that, that Madden gives. Um, so when we're at the in, in, in NFL at the elite of our, our profession, what gives you a hundred percent? Like I, so I would say Pro Bowl. If you make the Pro Bowl, you're 98, 99%. You're all pro, first team. Why can't that be 100? You're the best of the best. Am I wrong? Can't do it. Can't get, can't get nobody a perfect number. Can't get, come on, you know that. Huh? I, I don't care. It's always got to be a flaw or something, man. It, I get it, J.D., but you're the best of the best. Is this that year? You know anybody that's flawless? I, I never they had, look, oh, wait, 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 wait. Tecmo Bowl. When they had Bo Jackson on that sucker. <laughs> And, that, and I think that's what, you know what? They probably complained about this. Like, look, you know, we can never do it again. Yeah, but it, you only had one person, though. That's it. Well, shoot, both deserved it. That joke was <laughs> damn near flawless. Damn near flawless. Sure. You know, so, you know, it, 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 and he showed it, not just on the gridiron, but he's out there, man, in the outfield. So, so Bo knows everything. You know what I mean? Well, heck, they, I, I guess they should have made, made Dion 100 then. Oh, well, eh, eh, nah, not like Bo, not like Bo now. No, <laughs> Dion is the greatest athlete of my time. I, I, Dion didn't want to tackle nobody. He, he doesn't no, matter. I, I went by him and I tried to run Dion over. He sidestepped me, man, and did caught me from behind. <laughs> I'm gonna sidestep you too. If <laughs> 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 you gonna be the best, man, you can't. Come on, come meet me there. You know what I'm saying? Don't give it up. Don't, you know, don't. That's not a part of my, I mean, JD, my, my, if I got to get you on the ground, I'll find a way, but I'm not going to hit you head up, man. You are too big. <laughs> what, what kind of, what, what, what do they say? Uh, when it comes down to it, it's a business decision and, and a personal life. You're right. <laughs> I trip you. Well, that, that's why I couldn't get no hundred because of that, you know, now he, if he met me head up and, you know, stuff me, I'm like, oh, let's joke a joke. He, he better give him a hundred. <laughs> but yeah, I think they do. I, I would take it personal. I mean, even though Aaron Rodgers had a, a, a great year, you know, and I think uh, during a few of the games, um, the commentators kind of announced like, you know, who are the front runners for MVP? And uh, it was always talks about um, Patrick and, and Aaron Rodgers. And all of a sudden, uh, Patrick near the last few games had those uh, crucial interceptions, even though we still pulled away with the win. And Aaron Rodgers was, was, you know, having almost perfect games, um, him and Adam. So uh, I think that kind of uh, gave him the, the leap over over Patrick. So, yeah, yeah, you hate to see it. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's happy for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but he, he'll probably go out and, and, and prove it. Just like last year when they mentioned that Lamar Jackson was going to win the MVP, uh, MVP of the season. Uh, you can have that MVP. I'm going to get this Super Bowl ring right here. So 
And I think that's right now, the, the thing that's on Patrick's mind right now is like not even, nothing about uh, being that number one quarterback. It's, it's, it's uh, going back for uh, another Super Bowl ring. Yeah, I, look, I, I, hey, listen, look, we all compete. We can always say these things don't matter to us. But I guarantee you that that is disrespectful to Patrick. It is. Oh, I, I know. I, I said it was now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 and I'm, he's probably, look, they did commercials together. And we, we know, you know, they're probably looking for the Super Bowl to be a State Farm Super Bowl. But, you know, he's probably like, yeah, y'all can't believe it. You know, it did that to me. Like, really? Like, how they keep, oh, wait till I show these guys. You know, so yeah. I, I, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully this, this <laughs> is giving him a little bit of a, a boost, a little bit of passion. He comes out and he just wears Cleveland out. You're wearing them out. So, yeah, Patrick, use it. Use it, baby. Go ahead. Even though, even though I got an upset coming this weekend. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I got, uh, I, got the, I got the Rams beating Green Bay. What? Ooh. Really? Wow. Yeah. Well, that, that leads us into our next segment, which is the, the, the game picks for this weekend. We'll start with the uh, the Rams and Packers game. Why do you have the Rams over the Packers? What's your uh, overall reason for that one? I can't even think of my man's name. I got it right there on the tip of my tongue. Cornerback. Oh, Ramsey. Yes. So I really think they're going to match Ramsey up wherever he goes. It did the same thing with Metcalf. And I think Metcalf ended up getting his biggest yards when they went zone. And he broke out the zone and got, got past the defense on that uh, scramble play on Russell Wilson. Other than that, you know, I'm not calling him a shutdown corner. He's a good corner. He does his job. He does it well. And I think that you put him matched up uh, with Adams, uh, he'll do. He'll, he'll be able to contain him. You know, he won't. You can't stop anybody in this league. You're not gonna do that. But I think he'll do well enough to contain. Him. Plus, you got Big Aaron Donald coming from the middle. So, mm. JD, look, look, we, we're talking about uh, you know probably the second best arm in the league, all right? He's been known as a, as a first. And he can make every throw that you could possibly think about making. Uh, but I think Devontae Adams against Ramsey, Devontae's going to win it every time. Man. He, he just runs. It, it, I, I can't see win around. every time, JP. I, winning? Hey, look, I, I, look, I don't have to win every time, though, E. You know how it is. Look, just give me five. Let me five times, right? Okay, but also you got to understand, like as a quarterback, you want to get a Pro Bowl cornerback, and you know how well he plays. You know he wants that pick. He wants that big play. <laughs> you can't take a lot of those chances and say, "Okay, Devontae, I need you to go and take this, you know, take control of this play." Ramsey, on the other hand, is gonna, gonna is gonna fight for that ball and he's gonna go for it. So Aaron's not gonna look that way a lot. He's gonna need these other guys to step up. And so in return, I think, like I said, contain. He's not going to be able to stop him. I think he'll contain him enough to get them the victory. But that's just my upset, though. So that's, that's, I'm you just, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm going to go with, yeah, you got you to go with your pick. I, I hear yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I just think, like, you know, Vontae, man, just watching this year, man, he's been phenomenal. I mean, he's just been up there just killing folks. He's just been taking names, really. And, 99 uh, rating on drop down to 80. <laughs> 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 well, we, look, we'll, we'll, we'll see about that. But that's, I, not, that's not many. He'll have 80 yards, guaranteed. 80? 80. Ooh. I'm gonna bet you 50 bucks right now. He'll have. He won't get over. He won't get over 100. Uh oh. Man, I, I'll take it. You, 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 you hear that? You never take it. 
Oh, it's recording. I'm looking right now. <laughs> I'm staying. I'm staying away from that one. R- R- Ramsey's got the. Uh, I can see Ramsey shutting him down, and then them just trying to make you know uh, other guys like Scantling and Tanya try to beat him instead of uh, Adams. Oh, and Adams going over. He's gonna have over 100 yards. He'll have 80 in the first half. Easy. Okay, 80 is his total. Yeah. Hey, look. Hey, hey, look. And you know they go up top quick. 80 is his total. Huh? 80 will be his total. I hear you. You know, but they take shots quick, man. They, look, they'll take a shot. They don't care. You know, offensive mind up there. They they look to attack you. So you have an experienced all-pro cornerback. Going against your 99 rating wide receiver. I, I, I go with Adams all day. All okay. day. Yeah. So 50 bucks on Adams game more. You, JD, you think he's going to have more than 80 yards receiving? Absolutely. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's going to eat this week. <laughs> I, I just want to say Packers are a seven point favorite going into this game. Got, I, I got, I knew that. I said upset. <laughs> All right, uh, the, the next one will stay in the NFC. We'll go Saints and Buccaneers as the, uh, the next one. Uh, right now, the Saints are a three-point favorite against uh, Tampa. I'm surprised it's three. They've been, excuse my language, kicking the shit out of them this, this season. Like, the first game was a blowout. Second game was a blowout. So, I don't see why the third game be any different. J.D.? I, 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 I'm seeing, I, look, and I got to stay with my pick. I said the pick yeah. for me this year is going to be the Chiefs against Brady. Okay. That's what I'm looking at for, for the Super Bowl. Uh, and, and I just think, man, to be honest with you, man, it, it, it's through Tampa Bay, they're rolling. And they got A.B. out there, too. A.B. and his crazy self, they got him now. So that, it changes things up a little bit. Uh, and they got a great defense, Buccaneers. New Orleans does, too. But I just think time, man, it did, and magic. It's got that magic, man. Have you seen the games they played? They played twice this year. I, I, I've, I've seen the games, but the – this is the only one that counts. <laughs> this one right here counts. So, Tom, like I said, he's going to start eating some avocado ice cream. He'll get a couple more extra massages in. Do a little yoga. Yoga's going to be ready, man. Okay. Yeah. Well, I will say, but both games this weekend, uh, New Orleans didn't really blow, like, the doors uh, off until the fourth quarter of that game. So, that, that, that Chicago game was very close for a while. And then, I would say, on the, on the Buccaneers aspect, they were playing against uh, Taylor Tyler Heineke, but you know it was, they got the guy's the second or third star in the NFL, and he, you know, he, he I mean, he plays his ass off in that game. Yeah, he looked good. Yeah, he, did. he looked good. That's the thing. You going against the unknown, you don't know how to prepare. It's just like when Herbert came out against us and had a great game. You know, all these other quarterbacks come out in their first season, and they look good, and all of a sudden they're discovered. And the second year, they don't they, they don't produce half of what they did the first year. Uh, and take nothing away from Heineke. He, he stepped up and played. Played as good as they need and didn't pull it out, but uh, played very well. Uh, but again, I just don't see them, you know, after the two butt whoopers that they took, you know, going out there and figuring things out at this point. All right. All right. So we're going to go to the AFC now. Uh, so this is, uh, you know, I, someone could say this is probably the best AFC matchup. I mean, I guess we see Chiefs and Browns. That's, I mean, obviously the Chiefs are, you know, this the number one seed, but I would say uh, Bills and Ravens is probably the, uh, the most, I would say I'm more excited to look at this, watch this game this weekend more than the Chiefs game. Cause I think the Chiefs, I don't want to not, I don't want to ruin it, but I think, I think we're a lock this weekend. I think the Bills and Ravens game is more of the toss up here. Uh, Bills are a two and a half point favorite against the Ravens. JD, who you got in this one? 
Oh, I, I'm I'm going with the Ravens. I'm going with the Ravens on this one. I, I told you, man, that that, that dynamic player back there, man, and Lamar Jackson, man, told you, man, he, he wears that cape. He put that cape on, and he, he look, he changes the whole dynamic of the game. And I, and I said that, man, when he look, bottle up what you had to do. So now this week, uh, it, you know, you got to come after the quarterback. That's the key. Uh, and, and then, of course, stop Diggs. But like I said, you get into Diggs' head, right? Let Beasley and everybody else beat you. Let the running backs beat you. And so if you if you put it there, I think you have a better shot. Uh, they got a great defense, a good enough defense. Put it that way. Good enough defense, I think, pull it out. So I, I, I got the Ravens upsetting the Bills. That's, that's, that's what I'm looking at. Eric, I'm, I'm going with the I'm going with the the, the Vegas pick. I'm sticking with uh, Buffalo. I, I just don't think, you know, kudos to him getting his first playoff victory. Uh, I just don't think he has enough to get past this, this Bills defense. And um, Lamar Jackson outside the pocket isn't the same as uh, Josh. God, I'm getting Josh uh, Allen. Josh Allen. I was about to say Josh Jackson. Uh, Josh <laughs> Allen. Is 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 complete, uh, completely different quarterback outside the pocket, um, and he's more accurate. So he's the guy that's showing to be more so on the Mahomes level of you don't want him to get outside the pocket, but you don't also feel comfortable with him sitting in the pocket because he's going to hurt you either way. And he's been running the ball pretty hard lately and picking up big yard crucial yards with that. So I just think the Bills defense is good enough to to stop them. Uh, they won't be able, they won't be able to stop, but contain them for enough to get a victory. All right, all right. So we're gonna say the best for last year. Uh, Chiefs Browns. Um, I think I know the answers here, but who, who do you guys have? Chiefs are a ten point favorite against Cleveland. I got Chiefs ninety seven to twenty. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, you know what? What's so crazy? I had them at a ten point victory myself, and I, I and then you just saying that I, I was I was figuring that they, they it'd be a ten point victory. I saw something on on, on Twitter to where um, Patrick was studying the, the the two teams that we would have to face, that potentially have to face, and it came down to Cleveland. So as uh, I know, uh, his his wife, fiance, had posted, yeah, that you know he was wrapped up in the video session, getting prepared for it. Uh, so I think he's 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 gotten his homework done, and and, and he'll be ready to go. Um, how well the other team will be prepared, I think they with the with the the, the week off preparation mentally, physically, they'll be ready to go. JD. So I, I, I'm, I'm thinking probably a 10 point victory. I'm, I'm, but I'm gonna go with E. He's always over 30, right? So I'm, I'm saying 34, 24, uh, you know, so Cleveland's not going to go away, but I, I don't think, I think it's going to be Patrick and them scoring a lot of points in the first half, kind of getting ahead. And then, you know, somewhat Cleveland's trying to catch up. So now all of a sudden, you know, running the football is not as effective. Now you got to put it in Baker's hand, right? So I, I don't see them scoring no more than 24 points. What they did last week was just, you know, of course, because of the turnovers and, and whatnot oh, yeah. uh, was was the problem. But I think the chief defense uh, is going to be better. They're better suited, I guess, against uh, what they do. So I'm looking, yeah, 34-24. Good score. I like that. I'm going to go with the same score, 34-24. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I mean, it, it, should, it should be a good one. Uh, I think this is the first time that Browns – no, the, the, the Baker – yeah, Baker and uh, uh, Mahomes did play each other last year 
and uh, Mahomes got the best of them. But if you go, if you go back to, well, I think it was two years ago, um, and then if you just go back their their history against Oklahoma versus Texas Tech, um, like they had the, the highest scoring game in college football history, or the most yards produced in a single game. Uh, I forgot what the final score was, but Mahomes had like eight hundred, nearly eight hundred yards passing in, his, in that game, <laughs> <laughs> on like seventy five passing attempts. So crazy, insane. Um, all right, so we're going to go to our final segment, which is the Chiefs Kingdom Concern segment. Uh, this is where I look at the hot takes that are being uh, shown on Twitter. Um, and the first one actually comes from one of our own, Sammy Watkins. Um, and, you know, right now he's not practicing, but maybe just based on what the way he's speaking online, maybe, you know, maybe it's giving a hint that he might play. Um, this one is for you, Jason. Um, so J- uh, Sammy Watkins tweeted while watching the Browns and Steelers game, quote, this is a video game. What the heck is going on? This is weird. I'm speechless. I'm pretty sure the whole world is shocked because I've never seen anything like this in my life, not in the NFL. And then he gave three wide-eyed face emojis. Then uh, a Chiefs fan responded saying, at ViralScopes29 responded, looks like we got some competition next week, hard-eyed face emoji and crying crying face emoji. And then Sammy responded, I wouldn't go that far, LOL. What's your response to that one, Jason? I think that was appropriate. It it was. Because I had to be the same when – as, as many points that they scored with Cleveland and, and Pittsburgh, I, I didn't think it was so. Because I was sitting there like, man, this is they, they're scoring way too easy. And I was watching that score. I'm like, man, that's too easy. That's just too easy. And so Sammy was like, I get it. Because I didn't think Cleveland and, and, and Pittsburgh was going to be like that. But then all of a sudden, somebody's like, oh, man, we, oh we got to see them next week. Like, look, slow your roll. It ain't going to be that type of game. Not with us. We don't care who it is to come up there. They had to come see us. All right, we put up a whole lot of points. It ain't the other way around. We the one that does that, right? We the one to make everybody else cry. Mm-hmm. So I, I get that point of it. And they don't care who's coming to town. It don't matter. Shoot, they they ain't they ain't worried not at all. So I think it was it was appropriate by Sammy. Well done. Great comment. You, you don't think that's any kind of bulletin board material type? I mean, type of comment because they're asking. Yeah, 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 I'm I'm with that, Jay. I'm with that, JD. Just because of the simple fact. I just hate the way things have kind of been falling into place this year with, with, with certain little things. And I mentioned the Marcus earlier because uh, Dabo Sweeney said that about Ohio State. Like, they're a number 11 team. Well, yeah. you got spanked by this number 11 team. All you have to do is keep your mouth shut and go out and play. That's right. You know, right. and all of a sudden, uh, Juju goes out and make these comments. The Browns are the Browns. You know, they're not, you know, they're just a bunch of average players. And all of a sudden, you get stomped by those Brown Browns. So, uh, I, I wouldn't want to give him anything. I would just, you know, hey, we'll see how the game turns out. Right, right, yeah. All right, our final Chiefs Kingdom concern is for you, Eric. It's from at NFL Draft Scout. Uh, they tweeted, been texting with an NFL source this morning who thinks there's a very strong chance Eric Bieniemy isn't hired for a head coaching opportunity this cycle. Cites concerns about Reed's coaching tree and timing with Chiefs expected to make a Super Bowl run. Eric, what are your thoughts on that tweet? I mean, I kind of saw that on, on Twitter also and how uh, the guys that have come under Andy Reid haven't done so well. Um, but we mentioned that about um, Belichick also, like a lot of his guys under him haven't uh, turned out so well as head coaches. And I think it's his chance, though. It's his time. He's done well. He's been around for a long time. Uh, he knows the game inside and out. He knows how to relate to the players. I just think that it's his time to, to go out and prove that uh, he's ready to manage, uh, take over a team. Um, you know, at least give him a chance uh, to see what he can do. And, and especially from what he's accomplished with what he's had so far, uh, I would at least take a chance on him as, as, a, as an owner. 
uh, see if he can bring that kind of firepower uh, to my team. Oh, man, hold on. Wait a minute, man. I, I, <laughs> I don't even understand that statement. Okay, Doug Peterson wins the, the Super Bowl, right? Now he gets to the uh, the playoffs. So how the guys are not being successful under, you know, under the coaching tree under, under Andy, right? I, I, I don't follow that, you know, seriously. It's not like Belichick at all. So, I mean, Patricia goes up there uh, to uh, – Detroit, you know, kissed the bed, okay? Daniels went to, uh, where he was out in uh, what, Denver for a little bit? Horrible. So, uh, O'Brien goes down to Houston. Somewhat decent, but, you know, gets fired. Couldn't really rally him. So, I, I just, none of them guys won a Super Bowl. Doug wins it, what, after, what, his first year? They have one, second year, second year coaching, wins the Super Bowl. So, uh, I, I don't. I don't see that. And I, I'll add on to this: uh, the enemy not being hired as a head coach this time around will be an absolute travesty. It, it would be absolutely an injustice in the league if he didn't get a head coaching job, and he deserves one. So, look, next man up for the Chiefs, man. You got all the pieces. This is just easy for the next guy to come up. You, you really. You don't need, I won't say you won't need him, but you can manage without him. It's, t it's his time. EB's time, man, is, is now. You should get yeah. out Seriously. Yeah, I, I agree on all that. I, I think reading that, it's like, is that's just an excuse they're going with? I mean, what were they, base, what are they basing that on? Because like you said, Nagy and Peterson have shown success. Come on, man. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It's just an excuse at this point. Yeah. All right, well, that does it for our divisional episode. We'll see you next week where we discuss the conference championship weekend. Hopefully, we are amongst one of those teams. Hopefully, we're not oh, talking. No, 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 no. Not hopefully. We, we're not going to do that. Okay? We're we going to speak into – we're going to see everybody next week. All right? See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be discussing the Chiefs' uh, opponent next week, whoever that is, either the Bills or the Ravens. No, no. All right. Does that work? <laughs> Yeah, it works perfectly. <laughs> if anyone at Chiefs Kingdom has any Chief Concerns for these two, please tweet at us at, at Concerns Chief and please subscribe and follow Chief Concerns on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Gentlemen, see you next week. As always. All right, my brother. All right, see you guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.